Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and molecularly disseminated to episode number 391. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. Although I thought we cellularly disseminated. Yeah. You say potato, I say potato. <laughs> How you guys doing? Not too bad. How about yourself? Good. I watched a movie this week. <gasps> What'd you watch? I watched uh, Battle of the Sexes, the movie with Emma Stone and... Um, Steve Carell? Steve Carell, about uh, the Bobby Riggs and Billie Jean King match. How was it? Pretty it? Good. it was pretty good. It was pretty good. They played tennis, right? Yeah, they played tennis. Um, Steve Carell does an incredible Bobby Riggs. It, it, really, really good. That was probably the best part of it. And Emma mm-hmm. Stone does really good, too. It's I, I kind of did some background reading about it. And they've you know, obviously taken some romantic liberties with the film uh as far as you know her relationship with another woman but yeah i, I could see why they went the way they did but it's good i really hmm. enjoyed it did you watch anything sean i rewatched ready player one how was it the second time just as good just That's frustrating true. that i couldn't catch everything in fact uh, we if you follow you own it so, now i do own well, it now. watch as many times you want catch i can freeze more. frame it and just slowly watch frame by frame if you uh click through and find the tardis in that yeah. background. Yeah. i had no Facebook. idea yeah i had I, no I idea until you posted it. it and then it was like oh <laughs> <laughs> look what somebody else found that wasn't yeah. me <laughs> i mean realistically we knew it had to be in there somewhere oh but, yeah. yeah yeah totally it was cool to have confirmation <laughs> And then I went back and popped the movie in just to make sure that wasn't like a doctored up screen grab. But uh, nope, it's actually there. It's actually there. It looks like a life. picture of a, of a screen grab. That's what it looks like, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Somebody probably paused their Blu-ray and went up and and with their phone and snapped picture, a picture. Yeah. 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 I didn't watch anything this week because Gemma has started walking. Oh. So, so you're watching her walk. Yeah. And she has Watching gone. her get into everything. Yes. She has gone from goodbye leisure time. <laughs> no more doing this while the baby's in the room. Yeah, yeah. She's gone from what we call drunkenly walking to being pretty sturdy. Oh wow! In just a couple of days, so she is all over the place now. Up and mobile. Yep. I can't believe she's that big already. I know it's it's crazy. Anything else? I listened to a podcast, by the way, which I would highly recommend. It's not Doctor Who related. It's called Slow Burn. The first season they did last year was uh, pretty much kind of the history of Watergate. This hmm. season they're doing the uh, history of the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Um, if you like political scandal stories, like kind of condensed and well done. In fact, you can subscribe to their premium cast and you get more content. But I'm just listening to the eight episodes, I think, in each season. Hmm. And uh, it's really informative, really good. Stuff I didn't, I mean, I, I knew a little bit about Watergate, but it's it tells you a lot of stuff that I didn't know. So Interesting. it's pretty good. Highly recommend it. I do need to throw out a thank you to whoever it was that turned me on to uh, Welcome to Night Vale. I did start listening to that finally. And uh, I've enjoyed it. I'm only about six episodes in, I think. But nice. It's very good. Well, while you're looking for those podcasts that we've uh, just plugged, why don't you go look for ours if you're not already listening to it on a uh, uh, your own subscription. If you're listening through it through the website or if you listen through it in other means, uh, we, you can subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcast, 
the Google Play Store, uh, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, and Player FM. And if you like what you hear, give us a review on those platforms. Please do. Please, please. In fact, if you're on the iTunes Store, we highly recommend that you give us a review there because that we can really gauge some feedback there. So if you if you haven't given us a, a rating there, uh, definitely on the iTunes or the Apple Podcast Store. Um, but yeah, any of the any of the ones that allow you to rate us, we'd appreciate it. Definitely. Cool. Should we move on to some news? Let's. Quite a bit of news this week. Uh, London Comic Con happened over the past weekend, and <laughs> there has been some great photos of Christopher Lots Eccleston of meeting Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi and being very genial and friendly towards them all, which is very nice to see. <laughs> and let's be honest, up until this point, could have gone either way. <laughs> it was well, either going to be no picture at all or a friendly <laughs> picture, let's be honest. I think they certainly don't have any issue I mean, with each other with each other yeah no reason I mean, yeah no reason whatsoever uh eccleston's you know shared some of his displeasure about working on the show but he's certainly at least being gracious to fans and and reaching out to them and then obviously with fellow actors it's been pretty cool to see them all together and doing a comic-con doing a comic-con which eccleston hadn't been doing yet it's really much at all is this, was this his first one or is this no his, like, i third think one? i saw he had done another one or two earlier but that's definitely a big one, though. So. Yeah. Well, with all four modern doctors there, I mean. This is probably the first time all four have been together yeah, from the yeah. new, new series. Absolutely. Jody was probably on her way back from San Diego. So. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we should now, we should say the first four. The first four? First four modern doctors. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because she Even does count she, now. She's a doctor. She, she hasn't, she well, hasn't, she has been in an episode She has already, been in an episode, so, yeah. so. Does that mean you're not counting John Hurt? No, I count him as a classic doctor. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making me sad, Sean. <laughs> Other news. Uh, Amazon has posted a pre-order <laughs> for the Wheel in Space DVD on the U.S. account. <gasps> Twenty four ninety eight. You can pre order twenty four ninety eight. What a weird number. They've gone all Walmart. They've gone all Walmart on us. <laughs> hey, that one penny is going to make a difference. <laughs> you want to make sure you get it cheaper than you do at Barnes and Noble pre ordering. I don't know if it's on Barnes and Noble. But I don't think it is. Probably not. They don't have a release date or anything, but you can get free shipping if you're a Prime member. <laughs> <laughs> they always make sure to put that on there. <laughs> it's uh, not on the UK's. Amazon what, what do you guys think? you think this will be the BritBox uh, version that they put out? I think so. It's interesting, too, that the photo that they've used for the... It's it's not a picture of the DVD cover. It's, just, it's square, so I assume it's yeah. not a picture of the DVD cover. But, but it, it looks could like be, it would fit it, it in looks with like that it, line of Well, DVD that's just covers. it. It looks yeah. like it could be the American artwork. The bottom half. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even the UK artwork, the top half is just a different design, right? Yeah, I suppose that's true. They just have different, uh, different there's, there's, is, there's is cropped more like that, and then yeah. has the roundels with Doctor Who in the top. Ours would just have the Ours has a continuing. Full, yeah. yeah. Although I'm kind of, I am a little surprised that it's not on the UK version, because if it's going to be the BritBox Recon, which is US exclusive, the UK would, I would think, need access to it somehow. That's true. I'm not aware of it streaming anywhere in the UK, so... Maybe they just haven't put it on the UK store yet. Maybe. Maybe they're holding out hope that it's being animated. Maybe they're waiting for an actual <laughs> release date to <laughs> yeah, put it on the UK store. <laughs> maybe it's been animated and they just haven't announced it yet. 
Amazon sees all. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? In other news, the BBC have announced a new book coming out in September called The Women Who Lived. And it's going to be a collection of stories. Uh, of course, this helps celebrate the 13th Doctor coming up. But it's focusing all on different female characters throughout the Doctor's life. I think it's mostly new series. I thought you were going to tell me it's uh, the further adventures of uh, Lady Me and uh, <laughs> Clara. No, but there is a Clara story, so maybe it is. Who knows? It's uh, Amazing Tales for Future Time Lords is what it's called. Cool. So you can look for that, and maybe we'll get that on the book reads, the Goodreads Book Club as the book of the month at some point. Pretty gorgeous cover, too. Yeah, it is pretty. Uh, the Big Finish has announced the War Master returning for a new volume called The Master of Callus. And this is uh, Derek ja- Jacoby. Jacoby returning. Uh, which will feature the Ood in it. Cool. So that's exciting. I haven't got a chance to listen to the first volume yet, but I have no doubt that it is fantastic. And there's a trailer you can go listen to for Series 2. Oh, I'll put a link in the description. Yes, please do. And the last bit of news, if you're in the UK, BBC Studios and Escape Hunt have announced that there are going to be Doctor Who-themed live escape rooms appearing across the UK in December. Only in the the UK. Only in the UK. Who knows, maybe if they're successful enough, they'll port them over here. Knows. There's a lot of who knows in this new segment. (laughs) Can you tell? I would love to see those come here. I think those would be really popular. I mean, escape room. I think surely escape rooms are huge everywhere, but they're really popular right now in the U.S. Even if it's just the bigger cities, like going to Kansas City to do it, would be totally worth it. That's what we should do. New York next convention appearance. Do an escape room. We'll do the great trivia contest, the the Drake Traveling Vortex Quiz Show. But we're going to lock you in a closet first. <laughs> <laughs> and in order to get out, you got to answer them. Oh, yeah. It's not exactly an escape room, but sure. sure. <laughs> that's just, it's an escape room if we leave you in there. <laughs> that's, just, that's just locking people in a closet and asking them trivia questions. But, well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm willing to revamp. You say potato, I say potato. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cool. So well, if anybody, any of our listeners does one of these escape rooms, please let us know yeah, how it is and yeah, what it's like. Because I can't wait to hear more about it. And we want to take notes. <laughs> no, we don't, because I don't want it spoiled. And this is how you get out. No! <laughs> I already told you, you answer all my questions. That's how you get out. That's it for news. Shall we move on to feedback? Let's do. <clears throat> our first bit of feedback comes from Holly. Holly writes, Dalek Master Plan, episodes three through five. Hey guys, the action is picking up and Chen is still doing his worst and wanting to overthrow the Daleks. To quote a certain Jedi Master, this is not going to end the way you think. And it looks like the Daleks may have the advantage with how episode five ends. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts and listening to the next block in the Daleks Master Plan. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Holly. And bonus points for a Last Jedi reference. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Well, Shall we? people want to uh, reach us, how do they do that? Keep yeah, so you can go, while you're on our website uh, doing other stuff, you can fill out the Send Us Feedback tab, or you can just send it directly to feedback at travelingthevortex.com. 
You can also reach out to us on any form of social media. All right, let's move on to our review. The Devil's Planet. The Doctor and his friends escape Kimball and the starship, but the Dalek Dalek force Daleks force them down on the planet Desperus, where they are threatened by a group of convicts. Bum bum bum. I'm still really enjoying this the story so far. Yeah, and you know what I mean about yeah. Suddenly, the trappings of the first few episodes Get- are moved aside <laughs> for new trappings and new yes. locations and new places, which I think also helps to keep it fresh. It keeps because it moving. While we're continuing with the thread of running from the Daleks, trying to warn Earth, and now we have the Terranium, and we're trying to you know get back and and basically thwart Mavic Chin's plans and warn Earth that the Daleks are coming. It's another location we get sent to. We get we, they well they end up sidetracked and landing <laughs> uh, nearly crash landing on the uh, planet of Desperus. There's another <laughs> silly. <laughs> Terry Nation and his wonderful creativity in plan- Planet Desperus. Why do you think they called it Desperus? <laughs> uh, landing on the planet Desperus. No, I'm serious. Why? Picking up the uh, uh, stowaway, per se. I thought that the, the thing that I liked about that is it starts off with this guy. Well, it, it, obviously, there's more going on, but the, when we are, meet the convicts that are on the planet, Start out with this guy who's trying to steal the knife from the guy who's obviously the head of this convict clan. And uh, he's pretty much thwarted. You know, the guy's like, oh, yeah, you you really want the knife so you can lead. Blah, blah, blah. And the dude's like, you're like, oh, man, this, you know, you feel a little bad for him. Because you're like, oh, this poor guy, he wants to be leader, you know. <laughs> he just wants the knife so he can be leader. The guy with the knife is the leader, you know. Anyway, so you, you think that the, the, the main, the, 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 the head guy, the head honcho, it's probably like the ba- the big baddie, you know. Oh, he's the one we're going to have to deal with. And the interesting thing is he and his buddy go off after the uh, Sparlands, and they <laughs> go, they're sneaking up to it. And, of course, the Doctor and Katrina, while Stephen and Brett are trying to get the ship, you know, prepped and ready to go again, you know, fixed so they can take off, the Doctor comes up with this great plan <laughs> of lowering this power cord down into the marsh at the bottom of the ladder when Katrina notices that they're coming. And plugging it into a power outlet, and when they get to the thing, to the end of the the ramp or staircase or however they're going to get in, we don't see it in the in the uh, TV version. But when they get to the bottom of it, it's getting zapped. Yeah, it's very clever. And so those guys are dispatched. You're like, uh, and I immediately the first time I saw this, I have completely forgotten about the other guy that was (laughs) trying to take the knife, afraid of the giant bats. Yeah, he was. He was freaking out about the bats. And then justifiably, those things were huge. (laughs) Were huge. And then, uh, yeah, he is the one that manages to get on the ship and take Katrina cap- uh, captive, which I thought, whoa, okay, that yeah. didn't expect that. That was it, cool. it. Feels like such a detour, but feels like it's also an important detour it because does. it feels so out of the blue. But the fact that we only stay with it for like essentially one episode and a little bit of the next is makes it a little bit more refreshing than a why are we here and what are we doing. I think they could have easily said, "Hey, we're doing a twelve-part story," and dragged it out oh you know, yeah just dragged it out but by uh, cleverly uh terry nation so far uh, i say that because dennis spooner's gonna pick up pretty soon but terry nation so far is you know really doing some different things now granted you could argue that he they he sort of did this with um the chase where yeah. we went to various locations but it really felt to, to me the chase felt like there wasn't enough thread 
Like, they were just running from the Daleks. You know, there was not a lot going on. Yeah. This, at least now, maybe he's learned from that. He's cobbled together a really good, solid thread to, to, to pull these stories all together. Uh, you know, trying to warn Earth, again, running, taking the Terranium. And so I think he makes it work in this way. Even even though we're diverted to a planet that's completely... And then turn around and divert it to another planet <laughs> that's completely... But but the, the mechanism to get them there, I thought was clever. Yeah, so. I would argue, unlike the chase, which for me has always just felt like a chase. It's it's just a big chase. Yeah, we're going to go to different planets and have little mini-adventures. But ultimately, it's we've got to get out of here before the Daleks show up. Okay. I, this is Keys of Marinus. Yeah. I yeah. agree with you. I think the through line is better with this one so far. Than Did he write Keys? keys. He yep. write Keys. Because Keys just felt like, well, we're done with that. Let's go have a trial. What? <laughs> but um, this one so far well, is... Well, I think the pacing makes a big difference. The pacing yeah, in Keys of Marinus isn't as well thought out, I don't think. Because it's a couple of episodes, one episode, a couple of episodes, and you skip over whole sections of the of the overall plot because, oh, we got to get to the next area, and we skip over getting a whole key on it. And you mean... It would be the equivalent of watching Key to Time and going, oh, we already had that segment. What? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or sending Romana off to go get a segment off camera because that's what they do in Marinus. I think that's why I don't like it, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. You you want to see it all the way through. I want to see from beginning to end. (laughs) I think think you're right. Um, Did anybody else, when they were on the, the, when the convict showed up and he's oh, you just want the knife, anybody else think that this may have been a purposeful callback to Unearthly Child? I thought the same thing. I had a very Cave of Skulls feel to it. This is a good knife. Yeah, a little bit. Of course, the the hair, I think, makes a difference. (laughs) (laughs) That was very caveman hair and beard. And it's not until... Uh, Brett explains what's going on that I'm like, oh, so it's not cave. Yeah, all right. I had a moment where I went, oh, okay. You're not just repeating things for the sake of repeating. I don't know what I think about having a prison planet where you just dump the prisoners off and take off. You know, Isn't that what they a, did with Australia? Well, yeah, it's basically, <laughs> it's a pretty much the same thing. Space Australia. <laughs> it's All a right. very big sci-fi been, trope. Yeah, no escape. Yeah. Up on the island and let them go. You've been uh, convicted and now you're uh, sentenced to, well, you're staying here. Bye. <laughs> you're on your own to survive. Yep. <laughs> so part of me feels like overall it seems like Terry Nation's really grown as a writer. Compared to, you know, the Daleks and spending a whole episode crossing a chasm. Yeah. <laughs> and the pace we're moving through things in this is just almost breakneck speed. I really wonder if that wasn't an add-on. Like, the, the, he, he just wrote, and then they come across this unpassable chasm. And the prop department took him literally and built this thing <laughs> and invested a lot of money on it. And then they were like, what do you mean it was going to be resolved quickly? No. We spent X number of dollars. And you on only this. wrote well six episodes. We needed seven. So the, now you're going to have to fill. You have to wonder though how much of that. Did, who did was it? Douglas Canfield that directed that? No. Who directed the Daleks? Was that what was that? Morris? No. 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 Morris just it wasn't the first Morris. one. Maybe it was Canfield. Anyway, you got to wonder how much of that was you know exhibition and padded out. You know, yeah. so because you know the script may have been yeah. You know, I, I'm sure Terry did not write four pages of crossing a cavern. I have a feeling some of that this maybe was takes a turn, out, and yeah. then this person takes right, a right. Turn. So it's a lot of, and then they fight. Yeah, and then they fight. Um, so yeah, you have to give him credit for that. But 
I would agree that I think he's a lot more polished now by this time. Christopher Barry as... and Richard Martin did direct That's the Daleks. Right. Um, so you have to admit that he's, he, he does seem more polished, especially as far as telling a long-form story where you've got, yes. you've got to drag it out. You've got to figure out how to you know, spread this out into 12 parts. He's finally gotten it right, in my opinion. What a bold choice. And I, I, don't, I suspect that this did, wasn't all Terry Nation's doing. But what a bold choice, not, not only to kill off one companion at the beginning of a story, <laughs> but yeah. another quasi-companion by the end of the story. Yeah. I mean, it's that's the episode just, of death. It was the episode of death. And it just, it, it, that, that shocked me. And that, as, as sad as it seems, and maybe it's because I, I wasn't as attached to Brett Vion immediately because I listened to this my first time through, but even knowing that it was Nicholas Courtney, but it seems like I should be more upset, but I just, I, I, I don't feel like, I think Brett Zion's a great character. Don't get me wrong. I think it's it's a it's a well built character for for the role in this story, but I don't feel the sadness that I think I should for that being Nick Courtney and that character having died so soon in this series. I mean, we are only what three episodes, four episodes. Well, if you count Mission to the Unknown, we're four in, but uh, we're four episodes in, and well, he died at the end of five, five. Okay, so six episodes in. No, five. If Are we counting a mission? Yes. Okay, then yes, five episodes six. in. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'll count me six because we're not halfway. We're not at the halfway point. Oh, I guess we would be. No, 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 we're not. Well, he, okay. Yeah, yeah we're right, not. Because our, well, episode four of the Dalek Master Plan. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Plus yeah. zero. So I was right. Okay. No, so, you were saying three. No, I was right. So, <laughs> but anyway, he's he. You know, to, to die this soon, I I, I kind of wish I kind not wish. I sort of feel like I should be more torn about that, but I really I'm not. See, I maybe knowing what I know to kind of knowing that he gets to come back as the brig. Well, maybe that, and maybe knowing that there's a character that I end up liking better. So, oh okay. See, I almost have the re- reverse reaction. Was I was sadder about? Well, the moment with Katarina was sad. I didn't get to know her well enough to feel attached right, to her. Right, no, I and agree. I automatically felt the attachment to Brett because it was Nick. Because Courtney. it's Nick. Yeah. So I was sad to see him go because I really enjoy him as an actor, and you know. And you guys weren't aware that he bites it that soon, right? No, no idea. I didn't know he died at all. Yeah, oh, I, did, I didn't. Oh, yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. Oh, I didn't expect oh, Katarina yeah. to die to die this. I thought early. we talked. Maybe it's been so long that we that could be it escaped your minds. But I thought we'd talked about it one time. Well, the way my brain works, it's all new to me anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I I didn't realize. First of all, I, I didn't realize he was in it. Even as he showed up, and then I started listening to him, like really listening to him, and I went, "Oh, oh, that's that's Nick Courtney." Okay. Um, and so I was looking forward to having this grand Nick Courtney adventure. Oh. <laughs> and no, no, I was pretty devastated. You had warned us that Katarina not to get used to her. So I kind of suspected that, well, all right, she's probably going to. Did you expect it. her death as soon? As not no, that quickly. not that soon. I really figured, if you tell me somebody's going to die in a Dalek episode, I kind of figure it's going to be by the Daleks, really. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I could see her getting gunned down and been like, oh, well, okay, there it was. No, some random guy who doesn't 
and so, so, so what a way to go. Yeah. And what do, do we, and I so can do you see think she actually did a, it on purpose or do you think it was I an think accident? She, no, I think she pushed the button. I think so too. I, that's the interesting thing about it because as I was saying, I don't know that you could credit Terry nation with saying, Hey, I'm going to kill this character. I have a feeling that probably the powers that be said, this isn't really working out. Maybe we, maybe we, we find another companion later. We kind of, you know, and, and, and I think they knew that Terry had Sarah kingdom coming later and kind of felt like we might get into TARDIS, tarded, tarded, crowded TARDIS syndrome. Uh, maybe. Uh, and, if we and had decided, the Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. But, uh, and sort of figured, well, we should sacrifice one or the other. So the other thing that I think with with uh, Gret Vion's death is I sort of wonder, because this is over the period of time where first the Terry Nation is trying to get the BBC to do a Dalek series. And he's shopping the Daleks overseas to the U.S. to be a Dalek series. And in fact, we know a lot of this story is surplanted from ideas that he was using to pitch a space security service in the U.S. What we decided was not the Defenders, the Destroyers. Um, And I wonder if at this point he decided that he really liked the character of Sarah kingdom that he had developed for this, but maybe he had already been shut down in that progress. And so decided, well, I'll bring her into this story now here for this Dr. Who serial. I don't know. I'm speculating here. But. So according to the TARDIS wiki, here's some interesting stuff. Uh, when he wrote the story, he was under the impression that Vicky was still part of the main cast. Ah. So she, if she were, she would have been the one killed off in the traitors, not Katarina. Ooh. So it sounds like it was Terry's idea. So he had that written. He just ended up having to having to swap out swap characters. It out. Yeah. And then there were no plans to make Katarina a main companion, as it felt that there was a that a character from the past who needed everything explained to her would be a burden. <laughs> and then we turned around and did it twenty years later. Yeah. <laughs> We did it earlier now. We had Jamie. Yeah, yeah, but she really didn't have to do a lot of explaining to Jamie. Only initially. If you look at it, yeah. And, and, and obvious with the Highlanders, she's not expected to become a recurring companion. See, in, in, and plus it's set in Scotland back in the past. The next one, I think if you watch, was it uh, Underwater Menace is the next one? Yeah. That's He's, right. He catches on really quick in that. And then even more so once we get to um, moon the moon base. So... That you didn't spend a lot of time explaining things to him. He he was very keen and, and caught on to things fast and just kind of went with it, you know. So I would disagree that they had to do that. Now, with Leela, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of the doctor explaining to Leela. Even about not a things. lot with Victoria. No, not maybe, so much. Maybe with a little Victoria. bit more than with We Jamie. don't know so much about maybe evil there was, but. Evil yeah, yeah. Although, of I course, don't there think, was a lot of her missing. I don't stories. think there was for Victoria either, and I think probably the reason behind that is because of the fact that her father was a scientist. Yeah, and so she probably already had a little bit of experience with things that were in awe to her, and so things even grander than that probably she was able to take easier. It was just bigger science. Yeah. yeah. And probably the same thing with Jamie coming from a later time frame. He was able to adapt a little bit more versus a character that's from so far back. Right. right. There's a lot more to magic. Yeah. 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 Um, although Leela's technically from the future, she just did her, her <laughs> tribe de-evolved. <laughs> Leela works, though, because of, honestly, because of Tom. 
Yeah. Tom yeah. likes to explain things, yeah. so it, it made yeah. perfect sense yeah. that, right. oh, this is the opportunity to do that now. But this makes sense why they dispatch his character so quickly, because oh. if he thought that he was killing off Victoria or uh, Vicky, he must have then thought there was he, he already had that. Contract yeah, and, he had yeah. that pot padded out and decided, well, we'll just, I'll get permission to have them add uh, Katarina on the, that's that explains a lot, because <laughs> I don't want to ruin the a... Myth Makers, but she doesn't have a big role in the Myth Makers. Yeah, it's, 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 it's literally, from what I remember, she's literally joining her, joining them. She she helps them out a little bit in the last episode. I won't tell you how, because I don't want to spoil that. She helps them out a little bit, and then suddenly she's part of the crew. So it's just, <laughs> it makes total sense now why, why it happened. Well, and to go one step further then, if this was written to be um, Vicky. Vicky was from a technologically advanced... Right. So he had so, to do some rewriting. Well, that means that she didn't hit the button accidentally. If right. she, she did it on if purpose. If it had been Vicky, yeah. Yeah, she would have gone out on purpose. And so that probably then leads to the fact that Katarina probably did because he probably utilized... Just kept the same... Yeah. 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 Although ideas. there was a lot of line changes because she she is very questioning. Oh, yeah. According to the TARDIS wiki, there are there were plans to make Sarah a companion, but Jean Marsh, who was unaware of such plans, didn't want to commit to a series. That I knew. That that one I knew. Aww. Spoilers. <laughs> I know that one, the too. The question is, does she die? <gasps> we'll find out. I guess we will. Do the Daleks get her? <laughs> we'll find out. I guess we will. <laughs> Because you know who didn't make it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Her brother. That was that was quite a cool revelation, too, I think. It was a bit ham-fisted, I thought, but oh. I, I appreciated the revelation. I didn't appreciate the execution. I think it's only ham-fisted in the sense that they really had to, in order to move the plot along, it, it, she had to come to grips with that, and she had to accept that the Doctor I, and Stephen were not lying to her too quickly. Yeah, that's it, the, I think the only problem is because that dialogue just felt so clunky. I think, yeah, I, I, the the more times I've watched it, the better it is. But mom, maybe because I'm rationalizing that you know she's kind of coming to grips with reality. But I mean, she's set up as a no nonsense, follow orders type agent, and she truly believes that she's been betrayed, even though it's her brother she truly believes that he's a traitor and she yeah. can't accept that because she's so used to following orders this is just it's like ingrained in her and i can't remember because i listened to the defenders i think or not defenders the destroyers the big finish stuff and i can't remember because i think that's set pre this well it has to be um Spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's set before this, but I can't remember. I, it seems like she's very militant in that as well. Mm -hmm. So she's obviously, that group of people are very militarized. And so not surprising that, he, that she does do it. I think to me, turning so quickly and being so remorseful so quickly maybe does feel a little bit clunky in that conversation as well. So. I wonder if there's, and maybe you don't know, maybe they've never gone back and filled it in, but in order for, because she feels betrayed, she believes that she's been betrayed by her brother, and the solution is for her to not really give him a chance to explain, just to kill him off. 
what kind of relationship did you guys have? <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. And how? Well, this is what I want to know. And 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 how much did? Because she, I mean, she's being given this order from uh, either Mavic Chen or mm-hmm. from Mavic, Mavic Chen you know. directly. Well, and and Waldo or whatever his name. What's yeah. the guy's name? Wallace Waldy. Baldy, Mr. Clean. We'll call him Mr. Clean. <laughs> there you go. Um, so what kind of relationship did we have with that person in order for her to implicitly trust what was being told there and believe it? I'd really like to delve into that. I think the, that would be a really fascinating backstory to these two characters to kind of do a prequel where they're not the, the fondest. Guardian, Is that something that happens? The or? Guardian of the Galaxy, uh, uh, Guardian of the Solar System, uh, I can't remember what the title actually is, but there's a companion chronicle that really kind of delves into Mavic Chin's control over not only his security forces, but her. Okay, yeah. cool. Because hmm. yeah, I, will, I will say that. I, I agree with you, Keith. I don't think it was handled terribly well. It was quite the revelation. Oh, yeah. But it was like, what? But, uh, yeah, if they, if they now I'm really, okay, I'm invested now. I want more. more the, so. the, the cool thing about Sarah Kingdom is there's a couple of maybe... Maybe there's only one or two. Maybe there's two. Anyway, there's a, a couple of short stories that were written that are, are around her time in the uh, space security security service. service. Yes. Um, to get and, and so there's a couple of those short stories. There are obviously the uh, companion chronicles that they've done with her. There's also the uh, destroyers uh, story that. Uh, Big Finish did so. There's a, there's a lot more Sarah Kingdom out there. I mean, it's not a plethora of it, but there's a, there's a lot more out there that we can delve into and you can, and kind of drill down, you know, motivations and things like. It'd be that. really cool if we had an infograph for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get right on that. Okay. Um, <laughs> actually, I think I started one. I think I you did actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, sitting there on that pile of things to do with my flux board. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, where was I going with this? Oh, so that—that's the other thing—is that the 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 them getting there, her killing Brett and the Doctor and Stephen stumbling into this room where they're doing an experiment, <laughs> where they're going to send mice over a long distance with molecular dissemination, and they don't even know they're in the room they're getting ready to do this thing it's like it's like the the the, the perfect timing for mm-hmm. chaos where you got these two guys they're minding their own business they're about to make the breakthrough of their lifetime and suddenly there's two you know alleged convicts not convicts uh fugitives fugitives, fugitives. in their area and they've run into this room that they've now pushed the button and sent the mice, thinking they've only sent the mice. And they find out they've sent not only the two fugitives, but now a space security service agent as well to some planet somewhere. And they're not sure where it is. <laughs> it's the sort of situation where you actually they know where it is. They don't know that it, it got arrived. there safely. Yeah. yeah, it's the sort of situation you can't think about too heavily because <laughs> they, 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 at all? they can. Uh, they recognize that the door opens after the fact, but they didn't recognize the door opening two or three times before they hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> well, hmm. well, to, to, to be or fair, as they were to the be button, f- fair. The flashing light on the panel was burned out. <laughs> to be fair, the door was open quite frequently, although it was. It was open most of the time. They do close the door when they go into the room. So I can forgive the scientists for thinking, okay, 
We're safe. We must have pushed the button to close that door. Or oh, somebody, or one or the other thinking, oh, he's already closed the door. And But the thing is, it opens one more time and Sarah goes in right. and it closes again. <laughs> because when uh, Mr. Clean and the other guy come, the security guys, they're like banging on the door because they can't yeah. get in. Yeah. And I think at that time, maybe the door opens and closes, but then Somehow they, put they a, open the door and but, then they recognize but that it opens. Maybe they put the lock on and the lock has to <laughs> okay. be engaged. And that's why they couldn't get in there. All right. And so then as the experiment goes, the door is locked down. So it doesn't matter how many times it opens and closes. They don't care. As long as they see a red light on the thing that says the door is locked down when we do the experiment. So as soon as the experiment's done, it auto unlocks. And of course, then, you know, those guys run and say, there's nobody in here. So, I uh, of course I, I think you're giving them. I think I, maybe I'm giving them a little I think too Glenn's leeway. Really but, reaching, but uh, and considering they're transmatting people and mice to a distant planets, they don't have CC cameras to make sure they disappear. <laughs> That's the interesting thing. Why don't we? Why can't we see inside the room? Yeah, exactly. Maybe the CC camera would have would disappeared. That, with them. I could get maybe that. it's anything in that room. Okay, two way mirror, <laughs> one way mirror, so you can you know. Put a camera in that way so you I'm can monitor it disappear. They, I think we're being a little too nitpicky about <laughs> I'm, this. I'm not thing, even but. convinced that these guys knew where it was going because the first explanation is, I don't know, we sent them to the, some faraway planet. That's like, true. They never say the name of the planet. Well, it's not until later Mavic Chen says, well, tell, or Baldy, he says, tell them you sent them to Mirror on purpose. Yeah. I was like, well, how do you guys know where they <laughs> Well, these guys don't. Yeah. And, and you presume, though, that they've... <laughs> sent something through before they just hadn't sent mice because they said they've right. been observing the planet and they didn't see any creatures yeah. but it was yeah. lifeless and there's obvious a reason why they didn't see the creatures because the creatures here are invisible well, oh well there you go that's why there's no cct camera because on the first experiment the camera got sent to mira and, and it's still transmitting it's still transmitting and they yeah. went well crap we can't have a camera in the room but the good news is <laughs> but the good news is we can see that the planet is inhabited uninhabited <laughs> All I could think of was Wonka. Where are they? I don't know. They're out there in a million pieces somewhere. <laughs> so I had seen this clip of the doctor going. Oh, yeah. The smile. So many up. times. It's this, this. It's a disturbing look. A freaky smile on the doctor's face as he's spinning his head around like he's I don't know, drunk or high or stoned or something. And I've always, I'd always seen that clip. And I was, what is that from? What is that? And until I finally saw this and I was like, oh, okay. In context, it's a little better, but it's still disturbing. It's a bit to weird. Watch. I mean, at least Sarah, you know, and, 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 uh, Stephen kind of, they have their eyes they, closed. They, they, they can just kinda, the pain. Yeah, too. they kind of roll their head around. And the doctor looks like he's just like, ah, <laughs> this is so much fun. <laughs> Still a bit disturbing to watch that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the merits of it, I think, though, are are cool because it was a good way to get. It's the companion. It's, it's our heroes running away without running away. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not their device that takes them away from the planet. and get So that is a nice change as well. They didn't just hop in another ship and run away because how many times have we gone on about how tiresome it gets when the capture, escape, capture, yeah. escape, capture, yeah. escape. Technically, they've never really even been captured. I mean, Sarah kind of captured them. This is the first them. one. Is yeah, the, the well, at the end episode. of this episode, yeah. But Sarah kind of captures them, but then is thwarted. So she didn't even really capture them. So 
I suppose it could even be argued that that's part of the same capture. That she captures them, they get transmitted, and then the Daleks pick them up. So they never actually escaped from the first capture. Yeah, because yeah, they're still with her. Yeah. I suppose. I was thoroughly impressed by the effects they used for the invisible creatures. Oh, once again, the footprints, the man. The footprints were just so cool. Except for that one didn't. Yeah, the one didn't go yeah, off. The one didn't go off. And I, I thought I thought my first thought was, Oh, the director's going, Oh, it'll take us too much time and too much money to reshoot that. Just keep going. <laughs> he just took a big step. No, that. you hear it go but oh. you don't see it fall. I can hear that conversation. I can hear the camera operators going, Uh oh. <laughs> and the guy behind going, Just roll. Just keep, keep going. going. Just keep, keep going. going. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> I couldn't fix it in post back then. No, no way to it was do one that. Take. Don't worry about it. Nobody will notice. <laughs> if the rest of them, if, it, if this one doesn't work, oh, it worked. Okay, just keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll stop and reset if this one does. Oh, it's, it's working. Never keep going. Keep, keep going. going. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. But I've, really always been, I've always been impressed with invisible footprints. Yeah, me too. That's just the coolest effect in the history of cool effects. Best so, part of and uh, so simple. I don't want to know. <laughs> you guys are so I'm, I'm sure. Best I could part look of paranormal up. activity. That found footage film. Oh, I never saw that one. Yeah, they have a really cool version of that. Yeah, uh, Invisible Man or uh, Forbidden Planet or it, yeah. it doesn't matter. I don't want to know how it's done because I sit there and just go, "Wow, I'm there's gonna, an invisible creature." I'm going to go to Sean's house and I'm going to set up this contraption that does that, and he's going to walk in. There's going to be sand all over the floor, and he's going to go. Oh, what is this? And then suddenly little footsteps will go. Tsh, 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 I'd flip. <laughs> <laughs> He'd take his cane and start What sort of sorcery is this? <laughs> if I had that device, I would use it like, it's funny, all the time. You, because... you as an aspiring filmmaker is was never interested enough to go look up Oh, I'm how very interested, but, but for the same reason that the the tornado in the Wizard of Oz is hands down the greatest special effect ever put on film. You don't know how they did that. I don't know how I did it. Uh, I suspect I know how. Well, they I could it. ruin so but much I of his life. <laughs> I don't want to know because in that instance, as with the footprints, the magic of it is more important to me. Mm. I can still suspend my disbelief, even though there's a portion of my brain that goes, "I think I know." I don't care. I don't want to know. See that I'm invested in this. Because I'm invested. It's amazing. I'm invested in the magic in the moment. And then after that, then it's the, how did they do that? How would I do See, that? See, normally I would be. But for some reason with those two things, it's like I, I, I'm afraid that the moment I figure out how they did it. You're going to see them do then, it. Then it won't be magical for me anymore. You don't want to pull the curtain away and see the man behind nope, the curtain. Nope, I don't want to see the man behind the curtain in that instance. Everything else, you know, I've watched every documentary on Star Wars, how they did everything. But for those two particular things, I don't want to know. Well, I won't ruin the footprints for you then, Sean. Like I said, I, I suspect that somewhere back here I figured it out, but I don't. Nope, nope, nope. Something, something, la, 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 la. something that I recognize, and I wanted to go back and look at this, but I was reading this week, and maybe it's because we watched the animated version, and maybe they took some liberties and did it. But maybe you'll know, or maybe you'll remember. I was reading that the the council from uh, Mission to the Unknown isn't, not all of them are the same. They used some different costumes, and they changed a few characters, apparently, from Mission See, I thought to the first episode. Added more than anything there, else. There, I think there's a few more, but I think there's one that's no longer there, and makeup was done differently for another. Oh. So, 
Yeah. Hmm. In the fact, stone guy, the stone guy, I think, uh, was not the stone guy. Well, I think right. the interesting thing about it is what I noticed was the guy with the tentacles that I didn't see. The, I mean, yeah, I knew he the, had. The, I, the it was the same guy. Ones? Yeah, the pointy teeth guy. He suddenly had tentacles in one of these. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, so I that's was, where the cartoon. I was, or the yeah, animators I was got just, the idea. I was just commenting last week that we, you know, the, in the comic book, he has tentacles, but. He, or I'm saying tentacles, one of the scraggly things on his face. Yeah, um, but he, he has them in one of the episodes of this as well. So. Yeah. Maybe that's the reason for it then is maybe the animators, maybe he didn't actually have them in the in the recon, but he had them later. So the animators are Went ahead and retconning them. that to, yeah. to make it match up. Or there just wasn't good enough shots because it was a reconstruction that those images were from. Yeah, right? I don't think we've there, seen there wasn't him live action right. at all. So who I don't knows? Think we've seen that maybe the pictures just didn't pick them up well enough. Could be. be. Although, and then this time they did. Could be. I mean, well, to be to be fair too, is there are very few images from this. Well, there's enough, but uh, what Loose Cannon has has always done is they've always done a copy and paste of things. So there will be images of people or characters from other scenes cut out and put into another scene in order to fulfill some of the photoshopping yeah and that's that's what they've done which Um, i appreciate which the fact that surprisingly was done before photoshop oh wow (laughs) and and their 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 pseudo animated daleks yes yes wow that's cool yeah Yeah. so those almost look cg animated that's what i like about loose cannon is they they really kind of put a little extra in and into it knowing that oh this is just all this is a slideshow Let's do a little bit of embellishing yeah. so that it doesn't quite come off as dry as it could be. So, so you guys are still enjoying it, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. And definitely. The, the comic, I think, still is doing a very good job of, of capturing the essence of and, the story, and not cutting hardly anything out because no, there's obviously some dialogue that's been cut occasionally, but for the most part, it's everything that's going on. You don't lose anything in the comic. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, very, very much yeah. so. And uh, even the, uh, even the joke early with uh, Katarina, it's like, what, what, what do you? Oh yeah, well she, she, she doesn't get it. She helps us out in Troy. Troy? Yeah. <laughs> we just kind of leave it at that. But you know, I was surprised that that made it. They went the there comic. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are we gonna come up on the schedule, Sean? Well, coming up on the schedule, uh, our part three happens next week. Uh, with episodes 6, 7, and 8, which is uh, Coronas of the Sun, The Feast of Stephen, and Volcano. Now, we will be uh, doing the uh, Loose Cannon reconstructions of episodes 6 and 8, and then an amateur animated production of The Feast of Stephen. And it, I will warn you now, it was made with off-the-shelf software. It is not near the quality of Ian Levine's projection <laughs> production production of mission of the unknown um it is passable at best um but i really that because we don't have any moving picture episodes in this block that we've blocked out six through eight i kind of feel like this will be the way to break that up for you guys if you get you won't get tired of a dry run of of stills um the other thing which Keith may even still do this is, is watch the recon because yeah, there is a reconstruction. I think I'm going to this, that particular story, the feast of Stephen, I believe is left out of the comic series. So you'll only have two comics this week. Okay. This, I wondered why the count number was off. Feast of Stephen is the quote unquote Christmas episode. It's right. the one that Christmas aired on Christmas August. day. So in order to 
maybe they knowing that they may not have a lot of people watching they didn't they broke away from the story is what they did but they did it in such a clever way that this that it's still going on they're still being chased by the daleks but they end up setting down somewhere else some antics happen and then we get right back into it the week after so uh so it may feel a little disjointed but um it, it's I, I think you'll be best off watching the animation too because the second part of it has a lot of action that's happening that you hear chaos, but you don't know what's going on. And I think that the animation does a pretty good job of, of filling that in. There's a lot of slapstick antics that are happening. Um, well, I'll just say because they land on a movie set. And so I remember listening to this and going... I have no idea what's going on for half of this because you just really can't tell. There's a little bit of narration there that helps you along. but um, So that's the reason for the very amateurish. Although, you know, to give him credit, it's probably some guy that didn't sit down and did it on his computer. And when I look at it from that perspective, I think, well, thank you for doing that. That was, you know, at least very much the, I should find out who this guy is. I've never been able to, I found the YouTube clip and I don't think I've seen it since, so. Luckily, we have a copy of it, so. <laughs> we should do that. We should just get some off-the-shelf animation software and just do all of the missing episodes on our own. Good luck with that. <laughs> I am not an animator. <laughs> I'm not either, but how hard can it be? Right? Uh, I mean, yeah. The software oh, comes God. in a box. Famous last words. How, <laughs> how hard can it be? We, we just lost all of our animated li- animator listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you how hard it'll be. Um so that's what we've got on the schedule for next week. All right. Well, anything else we need to cover this time, guys? I'm still enjoying also listening to it, the oh. audiobook. And that's narrated by uh, Peter Purvis? I believe He's so. I was just about to go look that up. I couldn't sure remember I for sure, but I think that it is. It sounds like him, yeah. but they haven't said. All right, very good. Well, that's going to do it for this time. Until next time, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.